WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Total Control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. New sneakers. Fresh backpack. Three spiral-bound notebooks. Check, check, check. And the feeling of knowing you're ready to take on the challenge. I got this. Now that's empowering. Let Radiant Credit Union empower you with 5,000 bonus points when you spend $100 during the first 45 days of opening a credit card with us. But hurry, this offer ends August 31st. Visit radiantcu.org empowering to get started. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. We welcome you into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Daniel is going to produce our broadcast today. You know what? I don't know what it is about the first or the second game of a football season. But it always seems like there's a tropical storm or a hurricane or some thing. Dep- depression. Yeah. That, well, and this is not going to be a good one, apparently. Um, our Megan Borowski is going to join us uh, at one thirty today from the UF Weather Center uh, to give us uh, the latest on this storm, which uh, looks to be, you know, a lot of times around here, because we're inland, you don't get really the full brunt of it, but it looks like if this continues where it's continuing, it's going to be, by our area standards, pretty severe. So uh, she'll be with us here at one thirty. And, of course, there's a football game to be played in three days, which is odd in and of itself, plus with the weather now. Uh, going to bring in a, a buddy I've known for a long time and he was on the show a long time ago but it's been a while I, I ran into Zach and I said you need to come up here and he said okay and he's teaching so he's here so Zach Alberverdi senior writer Gators online be with us here for a little while and he will take your questions calls and comments good to have you here man it's great to be here man it's game week it is finally yes. it, although it's been kind of 
It's a weird game week. Dampened a little bit. And, but you're going to go out there. I guess you're going to get the heck out of here. I'm leaving at 7.30, 7.40 tomorrow morning uh, on a flight out of Orlando. And fingers crossed that that stays on. Um, but I know some of our rider buddies are leaving Wednesday and or scheduled to leave Wednesday. And, yeah. Um, it's crazy. You know, but like you said, this is not the first time that's been season opening week and we're worried about a storm in yeah, Gainesville. Just, yeah, and at least there's no game here to add to that, but still there's something when to was that. It? I think it was, um, gosh, it would have been 2016, I think, Florida's season opener got scrapped. Um, that was when Ma- that was McElwain's McElwain, second yes, that big storm that came. Yep. So it's just this is like a normal thing around here. Unfortunately, it shouldn't be, but we're kind of used to it now. Yep. If you have questions, we're going to talk Gator football, obviously, with Zach today. So any question or comment you have for him, you can call us, 392-8255. You can also email the show, uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Jonesy says... Is Notre Dame that good or is Navy that bad? <laughs> what do you think about the number seven for Notre Dame? To me, one of the top five running backs in college. It's hard to judge. I mean, all due respect to Navy, but yeah, they just don't throw the ball. No. It's hard to judge that. Sam Hartman looked good, though. He sure did. Did you hear or uh, listen to the nugget that they said during the broadcast? They said that uh, when Sam Hartman entered the transfer portal, his intention was to turn pro. Um, and it wasn't until he started getting some interest from school and considering those options that he decided, hey, I'll, I'll play one more year in college. Um, but when he initially started going through it, the process, he's got a brother here at the University of Florida who's a grad med student. And during the time of him entering the portal, <laughs> apparently, according to the bro- broadcast, his brother got mistaken on campus for Sam. Oh, jeez. And it got reported or or, you know, rumored that he was on campus. Um, and, you know, Florida, for all we had heard, you know, kind of kicked the tires on Sam, and I think he just decided to go to Notre Dame. But that was an interesting nugget there that there was, you know, connection there with his brother, which sometimes that's what leads to these transfers and how you can land a kid is, you know, you got some type of tie to the school or a brother. Um, but it's the Graham Merch show now. Yep. You know, I, I watched a little bit of Hawaii – and Vanderbilt, and and I, you know, you look at Hawaii and say, oh, big deal for Vanderbilt, but that's a good win for them. They had that weather delay. Yeah. The you know a lot of the crowd stayed through that. And let me tell you something. Timmy Chang's offense, he, they're going to score points. Yeah, they are. They're, I mean, it, it's amazing, um, you know, how much better I feel like Clark Lee is is getting that program. They're still Vanderbilt. I mean, they're still going to uh, take their lumps in the league, but those are games that they have to win. Like you said, and um, you know that's I mean, let's call it like it is. That's a must-win game for Florida this year. I don't think you'd ever say that about Vanderbilt, but they, it's homecoming too. They can't lose that one. God, oh go! No, <laughs> that would be, yeah. Um, all right. Again, if you have a question for Zach, there's only three more days here, and fortunately, a lot of the questions start to be answered in three days. But Zach, I guess there's so many question marks here, and yeah, I think Billy Napier sometimes gets unfairly criticized by some because he's not a great quote. You know, he's not flashy, but he does have a system that he believes in, that he trusts in, and 
at, granted, it was at Louisiana, but it worked. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Gator fan, don't you sort of hang your hat on trust in the process a little bit? Yeah, and I, I mean, I think they got better on offense last year over the course of the season. You know, Anthony showed progress, obviously, or, or else he wouldn't have been able to come out. Um, but, you know, they're, they're bread and butter with their run game. Uh, it's pretty impressive to go back and watch Montrell Johnson, Trevor Etienne's highlights. I mean, they had some games in some moments last season where they were just dominant. Um, we don't know if they'll be able to, to have that same amount of success behind a, a basically a new-look offensive line, especially if Kingsley Aguakin can't play week one. But, you know, I, I'm with you. The one thing that I, um, I, I that's definitely I feel like has been an unfair criticism is, is, is him as a play caller. Um, you know, there's been so many guys here right at this school who were head coaches that called their own plays, the last guy and then the most famous guy. So, you know, until he shows – uh, or you know, gives reason for for fans to be worried about that, or has so many weeks in a row where he's just stinking it up as a play caller. I just there are fans that didn't like that out of the gate. And I was like, let this guy have a season. And I thought he called some great games last year. I did um, too. You know, I, I mean, that Tennessee game. I mean, he was on. He has. He was in his bag that game. The defense just couldn't stop anybody. Um, so I, I mean, I, I I like his system. I, I like the fact that he's a former quarterback. And I mean, I, I think. If you're going to be a head coach that's calling his own ball plays, I think that's a that's an important ingredient to have. And I think that little nugget is vastly overlooked. Yeah. Because he's not the quarterback of a Steve Spurrier type, sure, yeah. but he was a quarterback. He was a quarterback. People forget that. Let's get to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. JD, hello. Hey, Steve and Zach. Uh, uh, Zach, I got a question. You you probably seen more of practice than. Than, than most, uh, and you know, the thing that strikes me is that uh, the negativism uh, on, on Graham Mertz from the national media. Uh, you know, I think probably around Gainesville we're a lot more optimistic. Of course, we've never seen him play either, but it seems like those that have that have uh, any kind of frame of reference really, really uh, downgrade him. Uh, what is your take on that? It's almost like, you know, the guy's playing left-handed or something. I mean, it, 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 it certainly can't be that bad. And, uh, you know, I know Wisconsin's never been a offensive juggernaut other than running the football fairly well. But, but what's your take on that? I think I think part of the reason that there's, um, there's that narrative about him is because he was so highly touted coming out of high school and billed as the savior of Wisconsin and then didn't live up to that pedestal that they put him on. Um, and I think that that's where, you know, he was also the quarterback last year and the coach got fired. So that's, you know, that, that puts something on his resume. But I tell you what, from a, from a number, strictly from a number standpoint, um, you know, I think it's encouraging the way that he played last season. Simply from the fact that he improved, uh, one of the most important aspects was just his interception to touchdown ratio. And I get why it was so alarming in 2021 because he threw 10 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's not good. But last year he threw 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. That's a that's pretty good improvement from one year to the next. And I think he's now in a much more quarterback-friendly system. He's got better weapons around him. Um, and he's not playing under center. He's playing from the shotgun now. He's going to do a lot more read option. 
He has control at the line of scrimmage to make checks and call out of plays. He didn't get to do that stuff as, at Wisconsin. So, um, I, I mean, I've, over the course of his time here, um, I think gotten higher on him just based on some of the things that I've heard. But, you know, to me, I, I feel like some of that negativity should have stemmed from if he would have went out last season after throwing 10 and 11 interceptions and maybe had, like, I don't know, 12 or 13 touchdowns and still threw double-digit picks. Um, you know, to basically almost double the amount of touchdowns that he threw and, and decrease his interceptions. Um, I mean, I think if he throws over 20 touchdowns this season and seven or eight picks this year, that's probably right where Florida would hope he'd be at. J.D., I, I have a little insight because one of my former students covered Wisconsin okay. with Graham Mertz. And she said to me, uh, he has tools, but that the issue with him was his decision-making under pressure. Mm. Now, that's most quarterbacks, <laughs> right? What's your decision-making under pressure? But the good ones get separated from the okay ones when they make good decisions when there's pressure. That, to me, is what, and, I, and we'll see what SEC defenses do mm -hmm. with him, too. That, to me, is going to gauge a lot of his success. I, I totally agree with Zach. He's got tools. He was really highly regarded out of high school. Yeah. And I think this system, it, he's got better weapons than he had at Wisconsin. But let's see what he does when, you know, people are in his face and he has to make a decision. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that jumped out at me, uh, uh, fellas, was the uh, – was his sack total uh, when you – he took a lot of sacks, and I'm thinking, okay, was that because he played under center? Was it Wisconsin's offensive line couldn't pass protect? Uh, you know, you would think maybe being out of the shotgun, the sack uh, number would go down. But like you said, Zach, we've got, a, we've got a hodgepodge, as it stands right now, kind of a hodgepodge patchwork offensive line. So – so uh, you wonder about that, but the fact remains he's played a whole lot of snaps yep. of college football, and uh, you know compare that to who we thought was going to be the backup quarterback, who really hadn't played that much and and never really has displayed any. Uh, of course, I don't know that he's played enough, that, but his decision making also. So uh, anyway, that's it's it's a kind of a funky dynamic of be. I, I guess it'd be. Fun to watch if it turns out in a positive way. All right, J.D., anyway. thank you for your call. Thank Appreciate you. it. Twelve fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Zach Albaverde here. He'll take your questions, calls, and comments. We talk Gator football with you. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, I'm Jesse Simmons, and here's your Gainesville Sports Center. On the court, Gator Volleyball is off to a hot start. The number 11 Gators made a statement in their debut, beating number 8 Penn State in four sets on Saturday, following up with a five-set thriller over USF on Sunday. The Gators have a quick turnaround, hitting to number 3 Stanford for a 9 o'clock start on Tuesday. On the diamond, the Tampa Bay Rays have an off day today before heading to Miami for a three-game series versus the Marlins on Tuesday. The coverage for Game 1 of the series will begin at 6 p.m. It's finally game week for the Florida Gators football team, as they are set for a Week 1 matchup with number 14 Utah in Salt Lake City on Thursday. Coverage for the game will begin right here at 5 o'clock. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Jesse Simmons. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I've been telling you for a while now about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palaka. It is a terrific local charity. One of the reasons it's so good, it helps 
at-risk young boys from difficult home backgrounds get their lives back together. And you help with that because one of the reasons and one of the ways they do it is by taking your donated vehicles of just about any kind, an RV, a boat, uh, a motorcycle, whatever it is, they take these vehicles, they fix them up, they resell them, and they learn real-life skills because of that. And remember, your donations are tax-deductible. To find out more about what the Boys Ranch in Palatka does, you can Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Scorching hot car interiors can cause devastating injuries or worse in just a matter of minutes. Take extra care in making sure your whole family is out of the car before leaving. Put your purse, wallet, or phone in the back seat as a reminder. If you see a child or pet locked in a car, call 911 immediately. Remember, there's no excuse for leaving anyone behind. Go to flhsmv.gov slash child safety for more info. That's flhsmv.gov. A message from the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warranted work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. College football is back. That's right, college football back, and so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jury. Jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is three days away. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Zach Albaverde in house today, senior writer, Gators Online. He'll talk football with you, 3928255. Daryl says, uh, Zach, I don't feel Cam Rising starts. How do you think? Oh, man. I think he's going to 
play, and I guess if he plays, he starts. But, man, I just – I know one thing is for sure. Maybe I'm discounting how much guys can recover from ACLs now, but he is not going to run like he did last year. Last year, on that last drive, third and seven from the UF 48, he had a 29-yard scramble into the red zone and then threw the pick to Bernie like a few plays later. He's not making that play this year. He's just not. Um, And he had a few more runs like that. I mean, he had 91 yards rushing on seven carries. So if he does play, I have to think he's going to be this stationary guy that they're trying to get quick passes out. Now that could, you know, that could potentially hurt Florida. They're going to have to adjust to that because I know that Austin Armstrong is going to want to come after this guy. But I think if he plays, they're going to do everything they can to not get him hit. Um, He hasn't done, I don't know what the latest is, Steve, but he, I think in fall camp, he didn't do any 11 on 11. He was, he did, but they didn't hit him. Sure. Nothing. Nothing. But like scrimmages, I knew the first scrimmage or the second one, he didn't participate in. No, correct. That's correct. Now he's experienced enough and, you know, that he doesn't need that to be able to play. But, you know, there is something to be, I mean, he's going to have to do something this week. Um, I had Coach Whittingham on last yeah, week. Yeah, I listened. And remember what he said? He goes, it might be the next yeah. 10 minutes. It might, you know, but, he basically described it as a game time decision. Right. And and that, should that surprise anybody? No. Given where, because if he was, and I look, I'm acting like I know what I'm talking about as a doctor or something, but if he was ready, well, you, you'd see him in there already. Yeah. Right? And I mean, and, and credit to Coach Whittingham, you don't want to ruin that kid. Uh-huh. And he, you know he wants to play. The good thing for them, I guess, is that they do have a guy who's played some. Yeah. You know, and and, he, and they will run him too. Yeah. So we'll see. But I mean, that's it. Will be b- basically a full eight months on the day of the game yes. since his injury, which is a timeline that players have met before. Um, but again, so yes, to to answer your question, I think that he will play, but I am very curious to see how effective he's going to be. Um. Let's see. Ken says, just kidding around, one of a kind of NIL deal, Tebow and the other guys got out of the Netflix show. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, I'm sure you've talked about it at length, but I just, I was kind of um, turned off by some of the blowback and negativity that that, like, what did people expect was going to happen? You know, Urban and Tebow are sitting down to talk about a run where they had two national titles in three years. You think they're going to talk about all this, these negative stories and all this, you know, juicy stuff that people wanted to? No, they're not. You know, <coughs> no. But I do think even without them talking, here's what I said. It was wonderful if you're a Gator fan to look back on those yeah. years and behind the scenes, yeah. kind of see some of the the way that you know the merciless way sure. that they got. I mean, you, I, I will never forget this. You know the the bloody Tuesdays, the you know the the pit. Yeah, you you could never do that now. No, you, you could, could never, never do ever. that now. But they designed that so you want to get the heck out and mm-hmm. go back on the field. The only thing I wish they would have done is at least chronicled the way Urban left it, mm-hmm. because that's part of the story too. Sure. Granted, he did all those great things, and I think it it does. It, it's funny when Urban went to the Jags and he screwed up. 
there were a lot of Gator fans. Don't ever put him in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, belong yeah. there, even though he's qualified for it. Yeah. This paints a different picture, I mm-hmm. think, for Gator fans at Urban. I thought that it, the Avery Atkins segment gave a different perspective on why he did not wasn't so quick to kick players off the team as he was early in his tenure, which he's been criticized for. But man, when you've got blood on your hands. You know, you could say right or wrong, but that clearly affected the way that he dealt with things moving forward. And I thought it was interesting because the segment right after Avery Atkins was Chris Rainey talking about how he'd go over to Meyer's house and they'd cook for him and he basically had a relationship with him. What they didn't mention, another thing they glossed over was the fact that Rainey got in trouble, he got suspended, and very easily could have been kicked off the football team and who knows how that would have affected his future, you know, had Meyer not dealt with him in that way. So, again, that's not to excuse it, but it made me understand why. I knew about the Avery Atkins story, and I remember when it happened, but to hear him explain it um, gave me a different perspective on it and made me understand why he maybe did the way th- some of the things he did. I know we have a storm coming, and Zach and I can talk because we do anyway about this, but this is your chance to talk to him and talk about Gator football three days out, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Jim says the difference I see between Spurrier and Meyer is Spurrier expects to win and Meyer is afraid to lose. Mm. 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 That's a great point. Um, I also thought, too, um, you know, watching that documentary, how you said, like, there's no way that you can um, that you can run a program like that. And I think that, you know, the key is maybe trying to strike that balance between some of the qualities that Urban had in his program and then the way Steve ran his program. You know, um, because he showed that you could be highly successful at this school and win championships, and it doesn't have to be this merciful uh, you know, be all end all some of the ways that Urban structured his program, you can do it with a different culture. Um, you can do it with, you know, uh, kind of a different approach. Uh, but you still need to have maybe a, a little bit more drive and aggressiveness as a head coach uh, and as, as a CEO than maybe you had to back in the 90s. There's just so much on their plate. Um, but that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I think Urban, or, uh, I mean, Spurrier rather, definitely went out there with this confidence in cocky. I don't think he ever felt stressed on the sideline. If anything, it just he got more competitive as the game went on. Yeah. That's a great point. It is a great point. Uh, okay, again, we'll talk to Zach, uh, and we will hopefully take your calls about Gator football. 1227, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. 
To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that poor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. Time for your UF Bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Increasing rain chances as we head into your Monday afternoon, but it's mostly just going to be hot and steamy in the 90s. Now on Tuesday, we'll be watching a tropical system in the Gulf, which will likely increase chances for heavy rain and lots of wind heading into Wednesday. So please plan ahead. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Hi there, this is Coach Steve Spurrier inviting you to join me, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. this football season for Inside the Huddle, presented by Spurrier's Gridiron Grill, Titan MRI, Silverback Concrete, and QC Kinetics. Inside the Huddle with me, Steve Spurrier, Tuesday mornings at 11, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, 
WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, back with Zach, and we got people wanting to talk some sports with us. That's good. Deal, lead us off. Hi, D. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Good, good. morning to you guys. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, thank God it's game week, man. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's here, man. Thank, no more speculating. No more talking season. Yes, no more talk. Exactly, Zach. Talking season's over. It's time to, you know, time for results now. Uh, you know, I was kind of listening to uh, Utah's, you know, perspective on things, and, uh, you know, number one, they feel like they have a better defense than they, they did last year. Uh, I guess Clark Phillips is one of the main guys they have to replace, but other than that, they feel they have a, a pretty good defense this year. And number two, I think they something uh, they, they focused on last year in last year's game, they said they counted between 20 and 27, you know, missed tackles from the defense, which is kind of uncharacteristic, which leads me to my point. Um, you know, we, we got to get our guys in space, man. Uh, you talk about these young receivers, the running backs, uh, we, we got to get them in space and, and make them make tackles on our athletic guys. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously, I think, some of that contributing factor probably for both sides is the fact that it's a season opener. First game, you know, you, you, you've been hitting in fall camp, but they don't hit like they used to hit, Steve. That's um, the truth. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think there's there's something to be said for that. Um, but they're going to have to. I mean, this is a, this is a physical team. This is a physical program. Um, that was one huge point of emphasis all offseason for Austin Armstrong was making this defense a better tackling unit. Um because it's been an issue, he's he's spoken about it and he's highlighted it to the guys. Um, but also too on the other side, I mean, you you, you think if uh, if that continues to be an issue or is once again an issue for Utah, that bodes well for Florida, especially in the run game. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't lean on Montrell Johnson and Trevor Etienne in that last game like they will in this matchup. Remember, I was Trevor Etienne's first ever game, Montrell's debut. Naquan Wright was the starting running back. Um, so I think we're going to get a lot more heavier dose of that. TNT is what they call their tandem. And, and you know, D, if you if you heard Whittingham the other day, he said their worst tackling game was Florida. Yeah. Right. So yep. I, I, I promise you, with a defensive guy <laughs> like him, oh, yeah, he's... that's been a point of emphasis. Now, Anthony Richardson didn't help. No, and he said that. <laughs> and he said you that. Know, that guy broke some tackles that yeah. game for sure. But he was not happy. No. Right. Uh, just in closing, man, you, you guys be safe out there, man. I've been through a few hurricanes, man. It's uh, nothing to joke around with, man. So everybody be safe out there. Be no good doubt. Thank that. you, Dave. Appreciate it. Uh, let's bring Chris to the show. Hi, Chris. Hey, guys. Um, you know, watching Swamp Kings kind of um, reminded me uh, that the thing that set Urban and Spurrier apart, our two championship coaches here, uh, is the edge and swag they had when it comes to rivalries um and you know it's it's easy to say hey get top five classes none of that stuff matters it'll take care of itself but i think in college football more than any other sport have an edge when it comes to your rivalry games it does matter um and you know you could see urban and spurrier do that at the other schools that they won games at too um there's guys who 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 it really matters, you know, putting the Georgia game up on the scoreboard for an entire year and making those guys watch it. Um, oh, they so did more. I, they, they did more than that. I mean, Brandon Spike yeah. said that they defecated on them uh, and had their and had them in the urinals 
I mean, that's 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 taking the rivalry to an intense level right there. To another level. And, and you know, it was a lot of fun for the fans, obviously, but I, I think it has some, like, real-world in-game meaning as well because those guys didn't do anything by accident. They didn't do anything just for the fans. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of wondering, it's kind of a two-part question, Zach. I, I want to hear your perspective on this. Do you think Napier will have that edge when it comes to rivalries? And the second part is, with the portal, um, are we seeing uh, the death of rivalries? And I'm not a tradition guy. I don't care. I want conference realignment. Give us the best games possible. But, but you still have to have an edge when it comes to taking specific games super seriously. You have to have a little trash talk. You have to instill that confidence in your players. So I, I want to know, do you think Napier will have that championship edge uh, in general when it comes to rivalries? Um, and does it matter at this point? And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah, those are good questions. Um, so, I I mean, to be honest, I don't think that he approaches it like Urban and Steve, but I do think that he values it. And I do think that he educates the players on it. Um, and for that aspect that you talked about of a lot of roster turnover and maybe transfers coming in that don't know the history or don't understand the importance. You bring in guys like Kevin Carter or some of these other former players game week to drive home that message. But I I just can say that, and I'm pretty sure that they, they will not prioritize certain games on the schedule over others. That's just not his, um, his MO. And I think maybe that stems from Saban. I don't know what you know their approach is, but you know they talked about in the documentary. I mean, that Alabama team that lost to Florida in 2008 spent that whole offseason, that whole next year, l- wanting to get a rematch. Um, so it's not like they're going to ignore the elephant in the room. I just don't know that they're going to go to urban levels of putting guys in the urinal and stuff like that, or, or logos in the urinal. Um, but I also think you know one thing that I will say is uh, you know because. I got some somebody asked us this on the message board is what are a comparison with with Urban and Billy in terms of how they build their program and how they go about their coach and one two things that jump out to me is that they are relentless recruiters um maybe in different ways but they're very and then the second thing is they are highly competitive Billy is very very competitive he just doesn't express it or show it or convey it like other guys but you better believe he wants to beat Kirby Smart. You better believe he wants to beat Nick Saban. Yep. Um, so I, I think his motivation maybe stems more from that than maybe a rivalry game or a team. But, uh, but I will – he understands it enough to, to bring in speakers and stuff uh, to address the players, which he did last year. Yeah, Kevin Carter just here yeah. not too long ago. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's get our next caller, Greg. Hi. Hey, Zach is back. Good to hear your voice again, Professor Zach. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, um, <clears throat> having an edge is spot on, but that's not why I called. Uh, the travel plans, man, I'd advise Gator fans to get on there. I, it's going to be a bad job to be a travel agent right now or to be working at a uh, at an airport in Jacksonville, Gainesville, or uh, Orlando, Tampa. You guys better get on that if y'all are flying. And what I really wanted to ask you, Zach, I heard you on, some, you know, on Jeff Shea that time, but um, well, y'all touched on the ACL, which I was going to. I was listening to you. I, I'm sorry, just ACL tears get in your head. If that guy does play, he's going to sit back in the pocket, like you guys rightly said. 
And what I really wanted to hear, because I didn't get to ask you last time we were on Jeff's show, was what do you think of the men's basketball team? And people are going, shut up, dude. We're about to play football. But I was just curious about your thoughts, uh, Zach, or any ideas on Todd Golden and the future of our men's basketball team. And I'll listen up there and go Gators, BTUs. Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Yeah, look, I, I had a chance to, to sit down with Todd after his he completed his transfer class and um, got to talk to him about his roster and just where he feels like the program is at. And it's very clear that he and his staff have a lot more confidence and have their footing um, heading into this year compared to where they were in year one. Um, the roster is made up of, of, of basically, you know, everybody on the roster uh, are guys that, you know, that, that they signed or recruited uh, I think the the one guy that doesn't fall into that category is Denzel Aberdeen, uh, but he was still you know recruited and retained by the staff. But everybody else on this roster who's a scholarship player was signed by Todd Golden and his staff, and I think that, that there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, he he feels much better about the personnel. I think about the fit, and uh, look when he came in last year, there was a lot that he had to figure out, um, you know, he's coming into a new program, he's coming into a new league, and that newness is just not there anymore. So um, I'm excited about this roster that he's put together. They've got some size now, which they needed, uh, and then they've got some playmakers. Um, you know, I was going out of uh, Yamato Steakhouse last week, and Walter Clayton was coming in. So, uh, And he went walked by me, and I was like, that guy looks like a stud. Um so anytime you beat Rick Patino head to head for one of his players that you know, that got my attention. Yeah. And and I think that roster is more the roster that looks like what he wants to yes. do schematically and all Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. And I would I'm gonna tell you this now, if they're healthy, there's no reason why they shouldn't be a tournament yeah, team. Yeah, they are a tournament team, for sure. And and to be fair, they they would have been a tournament team last year if Colin Castleton doesn't get injured too. So yeah. um but now they have a chance to make the tournament with players that he's, you know, handpicked and that could have, could maybe make a run. Let's get uh, Matt to talk to us next time, Matt. Hey guys, uh, the guy just talking about the edge and rivalries. Would you guys agree that we care? Well, I don't know about you guys, but the average fan cares way more than the players do. I mean, Absolutely, players care. They're, I think the problem that we're dealing with now is with the. For portal and within, there's even a bigger difference. I mean, let's be honest, which is unfortunate because, you know, growing up in a college town and following, you know, a college team, you know, you just live for it. And these kids, it's just not that serious to them, which is unfortunate. So I'll, I will be interested to see what Billy does. Zach, I'm curious, and I hate to be a uh, dead counter, but man, what happened to that cornerback? that LSU got from us. Were we ever in on that guy? I'll hang up and listen. The cornerback. Who who was that? Oh, he left us. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that is, too. Hmm. I, 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 I'm assuming that he's uh, he is he's referring to somebody in the 2024 class. So let me ch – I'll check on that. Art says, Zach and Steve always question why Cam Newton's mistake wasn't swept under the rug and taken care of like so many other players, what's your thoughts on why? Repeat that again, sorry. Sure. Uh, Art says, uh, he questions why Cam Newton's mistake 
wasn't swept under the rug and taken care of like so many other players. Your thoughts on why? That's a good question. That's a that's a good question. Uh, you know, I mean, you you would have you would have thought because of his importance to the program and the position that he plays that if they were going to turn their eye in any situation, it would have been that one. Um, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know if uh, maybe the way that Cam handled it or reacted to it or cooperated or didn't cooperate with the investigation might have contributed to it. I don't know. And um, the university yes, as well. It, it might not have just been uh, Urban's call. Correct. And, and, and uh, honestly, that is probably the answer right there. 1244, time check brought to you by Hayes Chiller. we got a lot of emails, but still time to call and talk to Zach if we talk Gator football with you, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Florida Gators volleyball returns to action tomorrow night as they take on third-ranked Stanford. The 11th-ranked Gators were victorious in their first two matches against Penn State and South Florida over the weekend. They hope to bring their record to 3-0 with a win tomorrow night. Gator football is back. Napier and his squad will travel to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Utes on Thursday night. The Gators will debut quarterback Graham Mertz, while questions remain about if Utah quarterback Cam Rising will even be able to play after tearing his ACL in the Rose Bowl last year. In the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Miami Marlins tomorrow. The Rays are coming off of a 7-4 win against the New York Yankees last night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. SPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Southeast Car Agency at 310 Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. The Cousins family's owned and operated the business for 40-plus years. And since opening their doors, they've specialized in just one thing, the best in late-model, low-mileage vehicles. Never a new vehicle. And that's why they're so unique. If you go take a drive around town, look at the car in front of you, alongside of you, there's a really good chance that it's a Southeast Car Agency tag because they have sold thousands of vehicles throughout the North Central Florida area, including the one I am driving now. You can go online, secars.com, check out the selection, the variety, the types of vehicles they have for you. And you can also go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. Test drive the vehicles, eyeball them for yourself, and check them out. But what you must do when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I first heard of Exceptional Dentistry through family. Our dentist had retired and we were looking for a new dentist and I valued everybody's input from the family. And so they said that it was professional, well done, friendly staff. Uh, they were just so impressed. I would like people to know about Exceptional Dentistry that you can trust them implicitly to do the best job ever. It's not your worry. Let's put the worry in their hands and then you'll have a great outcome. Let them do their thing. It's a great spot. We recommend them to everybody. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. 
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin, don't you stop on the party? This is most of roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible soft and hella nice. My crap is always sucked. It's our party vibe. Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Blue lady, it's it. Steve Spurrier. Spurrier fakes a handoff and on the run hits Yarbrough on a down and out pattern, and Yarbrough breaks loose. Danny Warfel. Warfel lets it go again. Tim Tebow. Tebow back. Tebow. It's caught. Touchdown. Who's next? Gators football returns to the Swamp this September. Right here on your home for the eight-time SEC champion Florida Gators. A move to get out of a tackle and a touchdown for the Gators. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Your home for Gators football. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Gators Online senior writer Zach Albaverde, our guest here in studio. I want to talk a little football, 392-8255. Uh, let's see here. We had that question, too, about, right before we uh, yeah. left, Steve. Oh, yeah, the recruit. Yeah, about yeah. the recruit. I'm not sure who he was talking about. Uh, I, I would assume that he may be referring to a player by the name of Kai Bates, who's from the Orlando area and is a top 100 cornerback that committed to – uh, LSU last month, but uh, you know he's ranked, you know top 100, top 150, depending on what site you you land. Well, he's from Orlando and committed to Florida. Well, there's a four-star cornerback from Louisiana who committed to Florida last month as well. Excuse me, in August, uh, August 14th, Wardell Mack. And on three, we've got him ranked 20th nationally and the number three cornerback in the nation. So maybe that's why the they took one from Florida. We, Florida took one from Louisiana. Uh, Matthew, any change to the team travel with the storm? Haven't heard any. No, but, man, I would think that they're going to not go out there Wednesday now. Right. I mean, if – Because they have a – Napier is scheduled to speak tonight. Isn't he after practice? No, he is scheduled tonight, but then he's got his radio, radio show, show tomorrow right. night, right? Correct. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I th- – if, I, if I'm them, I'm getting everybody on the team playing tonight. Me too. <laughs> uh, BB says, praying the storm isn't too bad. Hope to watch the Gator game in our house. Pretty sure our tent doesn't have cable. He said, okay, Zach, fess up. You're going early for that 
day layover in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually uh, I'm a, I got a red eye. Um, I'm going straight. Well, I, I guess it's not a red. I don't know. I got a red eye back. Um, but no, I got a direct shot to Salt Lake City from Orlando, which is fantastic. Says first college game day, not a good start for our getters being mentioned indirectly early on the first when Reese said, I can't imagine them, Georgia, being beaten even if they play bad until maybe Ole Miss in November. So our Gators having a good day October 28. No chance beating the Georgia Bulldogs having a bad day. I don't buy that. Do you? I mean, they're going to be a decided underdog in that game. they just got to be competitive, you know. Uh, and he was surprised to hear that the ESPN laid off David Pollock. Well, yeah, that happened a, a few a, a while ago. Um, Jim says, currently living out of state. What's the current vibe in Gainesville around the football team in the upcoming game against Utah? Anxious, nervous, excited, confident, all the best in Go Gators. Well, you know, right now, <laughs> I think the vibe is Gainesville. Let's hope we get to the game. Um, but let's say before the storm became a factor, um, I, I sense optimism, and obviously I sense that in the summer, but to me, I have to I have to think that because of the quarterback situation at, at, at Utah, even if Cam Rising does play, that's created some optimism. I think that Florida has a real shot to win this game, uh, especially if he doesn't suit up. But if he does, that he he might not be as dangerous and as productive as he was in last year's game. Well, the Vegas numbers have come down. Yep, right. They have. Since they were, you know, what was it, eight? Yeah, it was and like now seven, it's eight. Like, yeah, yeah, like four or five now. Which seems a bit more, you know accurate although i will say and you know we can talk about this more in the second hour but and florida fans don't want to hear this steve but florida could lose this game and have a better season than what happened last year where they won the game and the season didn't work out absolutely so absolutely something to keep in mind lucas says steve and zach it's the gator man m-a-n-n with cam do you expect trey webb to be more involved also with ricky be more involved in the run game on end arounds. Yeah, Trey uh, Trayon Webb will be running back three for sure, and he's he's shown up uh, in the spring in the in the scrimmages and open practices that we've got to see. And then yes, uh, Ricky Pearsall, you know, I I actually asked him about it at SEC Media Days if if he's lobbying to get some more end arounds because he got that one seventy six yard touchdown against Eastern Washington, and that was it. Uh, I think he only had like maybe two or three more carries the rest of the year, so. Uh, would like to see him get featured more in that role. Uh, let's see. Uh, can you talk about the day Inky Johnson came and spoke to the team? Yeah, that's obviously one of uh, Napier's kind of premier speakers. And every year leading into the season, they bring a host of different guys to address the team, motivational speakers. But not just that. I mean, they, they even brought a mag- magician or like a mind reader uh, this year, Steve. But one guy that is kind of going to be, I think, a frequent visitor and somebody that Napier will bring every year is Inky Johnson. He is one of the most famous motivational speakers in the country and actually has a personal relationship with Napier from what I've been told. They text each other um, and kind of have a communication. So I think that 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 bond and that relationship they have is going to allow Florida to keep bringing him back, and he's one of the best. Steven says, how do you see the LSU-FSU game shaping up? Where's that game at? Is it a neutral site? I think it's a neutral site. Man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with LSU in that game. Um, I also think Florida State could run the table after losing that one, uh, maybe until they get to, to Florida. I don't know if they're going to have another game that's going to measure up to that. But I got LSU. 
Uh, I do too. I I think FSU is good. Yep. But show me. Mm-hmm. Just just there's a lot of hype for them, and I get it. Mm-hmm. You got a returning quarterback who's very very good. Um, yeah, that game's in Orlando. Okay. So uh, I knew I didn't I knew it was neutral. Just didn't I want to make sure I knew I was right. Um, and once again, that's in Orlando. <laughs> right? Yeah. With, with a storm. Uh, I mean, the city's fortunate that they that game being a Saturday, they'll probably be able to get it in. Um, but it's uh, it's going to be a testy week. Um, next hour, Zach's going to stick around, and uh, I'm going to uh, play an interview for you that I did with Billy Napier, uh, which you can actually see tonight on TV 20 at six. But you'll hear it here uh, next hour. Uh, and then uh, Zach will be here to obviously answer any questions you have as we talk Gator football as finally uh, it is here after what seemed like uh, forever. I, I want to end the hour and ask you this, Zach. I've got a theory, and I asked this of a lot of people, and the reaction is mixed. When, when Steve and Urban were winning championships, there were games on the schedule you knew they were going to win in the league, even in the league. Mm. Mississippi State wasn't going to beat them. Vanderbilt wasn't going to beat them, right? Kentucky. Yeah. That's changed now. And where Florida is, I mean, Kentucky is better. Tennessee is better. Do you think it's harder now for Florida to get back to the top because the other teams in the league are better? Yes. I do, Uh, too. I do. Um, I mean, you even look at this year's schedule. I mean, there is not one game that you look at in SEC play and just say, that's a for sure win. I mean, probably the one that you would say about that the most is Vanderbilt at home, but they showed you last year you can't count that. Um, you got to go on the road to South Carolina. You got to go on the road to Kentucky. Those aren't – I mean, you could lose to Kentucky this season for the third year in a row, which is just crazy to think about. After all those years. After all those years. Um Obviously, you got Arkansas coming at home. That's going to, I mean, I think they got the best. KJ Jefferson. They might have yeah. the best quarterback running, running back, back tandem in the country. Uh, yep. Um, you're traveling to, to LSU, obviously, open the, seat, uh, open the slate at home against Tennessee, and you can't count out that November 18th trip to Missouri with a potential 11 a.m. kick. I mean, that's always a, um, a trap game or however you want to characterize it. Um, but because of that, I mean, Missouri, they, this is still a team that came in in, what was it, the first two years in the league they went to SEC championship game? So you can't count out anybody on their schedule. Uh, Andrew will end the hour saying, did it seem Swamp Kings could have been better, seeing they didn't go into backstories at all that I was hoping for? I didn't learn that much. I didn't know. Yeah, I think when you – this is what I have said to people. When you think about that era and those teams – Who's the first guy that you think about on offense and the first guy you think about on defense? To me, it's T- Tim Tebow, and to me, it's Brandon Spikes. And those were the two leader captain of those teams, and you had to have them on. It would have been great to have Percy Harvin. It would have been great to have the Pouncey Twins. It would have been great to have Joe Hayden. They didn't want to do it. So if they don't want to do it, you're not going to make segments where you tell their backstory like you did with Tebow or you did with Spikes and you went to their hometown. Now, I will say... For the people that have criticized and say, oh, Percy Harvin wasn't mentioned enough. I mean, Chris Leak 
definitely did not get mentioned like he should have been. But Percy, they made very clear that he was the best player on the team and that you know his absence hurt them in the SEC championship game. But he didn't want to be a part of it, so you know, tough luck, man. Hour two coming up. Zach will stay here. We want to hear from you. Also, a conversation with Billy Napier, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251 CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We if you're are looking for the ESPN best alternative money. you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The school year is back, and no one does after school like Okito America. Martial arts, Spanish classes, art classes, science classes, sports programs, and free transportation. Classes for ages 5 and up. Okito is an open learning environment. Locations at 6900 Southwest Archer Road, 7420 West Newberry Road, and now open in Alachua. Hurry, sign up at okitoamerica.com today before after-school classes fill up. That's okitoamerica.com. Okay, okay, now move your feet. It's back-to-school season, and Famous Footwear is the place for great savings. For a limited time, save up to an additional $30 when you get new shoes for the entire family from all your favorite brands like Adidas, New Balance, Vans, and more. Hurry, this great deal won't last long, so shop online or bring the whole family to a Famous Footwear near you and let our team of sizing experts help every kid find the perfect fit. Some exclusions apply. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene on a yet another Gator football game with a potential hurricane or tropical storm. <laughs> uh, first game, second game of the season, it is just like clockwork. Um, Daniel is producing the show today. Um, sometime in this hour, you will hear an interview with Gator football coach Billy Napier. Uh, you can see it tonight at 6 uh, and 11 on TV 20 as well, which you'll hear it first here. And then Megan Borowski from our weather team is going to join us to give you the latest on what is potentially a really bad storm. That will be a very important update. Yeah. And, I mean, this is not 
one of those that you know is going to skirt. It looks like it's the real deal here. But anyway, uh, she will uh, fill you in on that. In the meantime, my pleasure to have Gators Online senior writer Zach Alberti here, and he will take your questions, calls, and comments, talk some football, not just Gator football, but uh, you know SEC football, college football. Three nine two eight two five five. You can email uh, ask Russell s Russell at wruf.com. We were just talking about Ventrell Miller, whose season ends with an injury. Too bad. Yeah, man. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars coach uh, Doug Peterson announced today that he suffered a torn Achilles uh, against the Dolphins. So effectively ending his season before it even starts, and uh, that's that's tough news for a guy that's dealt with injuries in the past and. Um, not the the way that he wanted to get his NFL career started, but um, you know he's. I mean, if anybody's going to be able to bounce back from it, it will be that guy. I tell you that he's going to attack rehab uh, like nobody's business. But that's. I mean, that's that is a tough injury. That is a very. I almost feel like that's, you know, harder to come back from now than maybe even a torn ACL. You yeah. know, I mean, it's uh, so. Uh, I, I hope that he'll be all right as he um, recovers from now offseason foot surgery. Um cut day by the way they only have one cut now in the nfl mm-hmm. and that's tomorrow at four i think is the deadline okay. right so we'll see how many gators will you know some some gators have been cut uh not too many though mm-hmm. um but a lot of the teams have not made their announcements yet as to you know who's going to be cut but we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed one guy who won't be cut is anthony richardson no he will not <laughs> be um and you know it's it's interesting with him he did not have a good game no the other night but that's what you're going to get yep. at times. And he had some throws where he was just like, right. whoa. Right. Um, it's it's going to be a roller coaster. Do you feel for Kyle Trask? I do, man. I I was talking about that with my buddy this weekend who's a Tampa fan. He feels like Trask has earned the job. He showed that he should be the starter. Uh, maybe he just doesn't have the markability or the name recognition that a Baker Mayfield does. Um, and, again, this is a guy who's always – you know, just never been able to win the job in high school and college. This is something that he's always dealt with. Um, although I do think it will be easier for Tampa to go from Baker to Trask um, than it will be from going from Trask to, to Baker. Yep. Because um, if Trask would have went out there and played poorly, you know folks are going to be calling for Baker. Um, I think if Baker doesn't do well, he's on a one-year contract, you just cut your ties and see what you got with Kyle, which could happen. I mean, I'd – I'm not convinced that Baker will make it through the season with the job. But, y- yes, I, I feel for Kyle because, uh, you know, I got to cover his story when I was still doing recruiting a little bit uh, during his class. And, I mean, I mean, the guy, it's, it's still incredible what he did. It you is. Know, it's the I mean, guy, he had he's great the Heisman weapons around trope. him. Yeah, but, but he made it to the Heisman ceremony Yeah, as a two-star high school backup, man. Yeah, you don't see that. Let's get to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Jake will lead us off. Hi, Jake. Hey, hey, Steve. Hey, Zach. Long time. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, man. Um, we got uh, two really, really excellent running backs, and we got Ricky Pearsall. Seems like to me that's about all we got in offense, unless you can help me out there. And I'm really concerned about our defense. Fill me in and make me feel better. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, they got more than those. I mean, those are their top three playmakers, without question. But then they got some young guys that – that they feel like are going to be able to make some plays. Some that have uh, grown and developed as second-year players, Caleb Douglas. You know, he got a lot of crap, Steve, for dropping passes last year. 
That was his third year ever playing receiver. You know, he did. He was a quarterback in high school, trans or switched to positions uh, in, as his, in his junior year. I think that he's gonna just get better being coached by Billy Gonzalez, and then Arliss Boardingham, redshirt freshman tight end. He I don't know if he's gonna start, but he's probably their best pass catching weapon, and they will use him. I mean, he's gonna be on the field, and they're gonna try and get him in some mismatches. So those are two for sure to watch out for. And then the three freshman receivers, they're going to play. They're going to show up and, and make some plays. Um, you know, I don't know who will have the most production or what the rotation will look like, but you're going to see each each one of those guys. Um, and then defensively, look, you got a new coordinator. That's 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 number one. Um, I mean, Patrick Tony is, is clearly a qualified coach because he's in the NFL, but he didn't do a good job last year coordinating that defense. And so – there, you got new blood in there from that standpoint, a guy that rubs shoulders with the two best coaches in college football, so that's something to like. And then his the personnel. I mean, they they feel like they've upgraded their talent on defense up front. They added R.J. Moten at safety, which was huge. You know, the guys started two college football playoff semifinal games at safety. I mean, there's something to be said about that. Um, and then, you know, you, you added a ton of guys at middle linebacker to try and replace Amari Bernie and and, uh, and Ventro Miller, and hope probably one of those guys will start with Shamar James, who I think will be one of the starters. So there's there's some pieces there. Um, there's a lot of experience. They not they didn't just go out and rely on their high school class, but they also got some freshmen on defense that are going to play too. Um, Kelby Collins being one of those guys uh, after the injury to Justice Boone. So um, we'll see. It'll be a lot of new faces and a lot of new pieces on that side of the ball. Last question, Zach. Give me, uh, give me a W versus an L. What's the season look like? Well, I predicted them to go eight and four in the summer before Shane, and I think that seven and five is probably more realistic. Um, you know, but I had them losing to Utah in Week One, and you know, if Cam Rising was was completely healthy not coming off an ACL injury I definitely would be picking Utah now I'm, I'm not so sure how that game is going to go but I, I think they can win seven or eight games if they stay healthy all right thanks a lot good to hear your voice man have a great season yep. appreciate it man. appreciate you thank you let's bring Adam to sports scene hi Adam hey guys go Gators great show so far Steve Daniel in the production studio and Zach hey man man you and uh Delator do a hell of a job man I love y'all's chemistry Appreciate it, man. Yeah, that's my guy. I'm ready to yeah. ready to hit hit up uh, old Salt Lake City with him. Hey, man, y'all got a great chemistry, brother. Just keep it up, man. Y'all are doing a great job. Um, so you know, I'm the guy that that kind of comes from the background. Like, okay, there's four phases of the game. There's offense, defense, special teams, and there's game management, meaning timeouts, play calling, th- this type of thing, right? The middle so, eight. Yes, the middle eight. I mean, that's the sore subject. for uh, You about made me fall down in my backyard. Stop it. All right. So um, last year, I, I don't think that folks really understand how much Billy Napier's hands were tied behind his back with his play calling and his extensive uh, offensive scheme. Okay. And uh, I'm not saying everything had to do with Anthony Richardson, but this was a guy that only had one start against the Georgia Bulldogs prior to him coming in. You know, I mean, like, come on, right? So 
I, I'm saying all this to say this, that Graham Mertz allows Billy to really open up this playbook if, in fact, what you and Shane and a lot of folks that are close to programs say is true, that he can make those, you know, those those slants, those dumps over the cross. He can execute. Pro- right. He can execute, which really allows Billy's pro-style offense to really come alive. Um, we were also missing tight ends. Now here's where I get to my point. You already talked about the running back position. We already know Trayon Webb is very talented. He's a great third down back, but he is a freshman. And Cam Carroll, to me, was a huge loss. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's a great pass catching. What is he, fifth-year senior or sixth-year senior? So he's bringing the, the experience, right? And he was doing fantastic. What, that when he got hurt? He, okay, Adam, i got to have you make your point here. So, Yeah, yeah, So who is going to be? Is it, I believe it's going to be Eugene Wilson filling in that role instead of Trayon Webb really getting those dump-down passes. Eugene Wilson or Arlie Sportingham? Go Gators. All talk. right, thank you, Adam. Yeah, uh, I think Cam Carroll was going to be more than just a third option. Um, it's clear that he was one of their weapons. And in that scrimmage before he got hurt, Steve, he had over 100 yards rushing. And he had a 70-yard run. Um, it just You just hate to see that. So, um, you know, I, I think that the carries and the plays that were going to go to him aren't necessarily going to go to the next guy. Um, Trayon's gonna, not going to get as many touches as, as Cam would have. Um, but I do think some of the stuff out of the backfield, you know, Ricky Pearsall, Eugene Wilson, some of that stuff was going to be uh, dialed up for them anyway. Um, I think maybe more of the load now has to go on to Trayon, or, uh, Tr- Trevor Etienne and Montreal Johnson, both of whom are going to be more involved in the pass, pass game this year. Um, we've heard them talk a lot about it. I know uh, Trevor Etienne had a touchdown catch in the last scrimmage. So, um, you know, that. It's unfortunate, but you know that's when people were like, "Why are they adding Jacoby Jackson, the JUCO running back, uh, in the summer?" Well, now you know why. You know yeah. what I mean? You can never have enough running backs. Yep. One thirteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowy, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Florida Gators Volleyball returns to action tomorrow night as they hit the road to take on Stanford. The 11th ranked Gators won their first two matches against Penn State and South Florida over the weekend. They hope to defeat the third ranked Cardinal, continuing their hot start to the season. Florida football is back. The Gators hit the road, traveling to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Utes Thursday night. All eyes are on quarterback Graham Mertz in his debut as a Gator, and questions remain about Utah quarterback Cam Rising's injury status. The Gators look to prove themselves by defeating the 14th-ranked Utes. Meanwhile, there's some high school volleyball matchups to look out for tonight. Bell takes on Chiefland, St. Francis will play Crescent City, Clay faces Countryside Christian, and Bradford plays Union County. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. QC Kinetics can change your life. 
You can live again without that chronic joint pain and without drugs or surgery. Hi, it's Steve Russell. QC Connects is advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties and put them right into your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. The patient satisfaction reports are astonishing. Finally, a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, no downtime with QC treatments. If you have constant pain in your knees, hip, shoulder, or back, you need to call and get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. Imagine this fall, moving around pain-free, doing the things you love again, like walking, hiking, and playing with grandkids. Call QC Kinetics and see how the latest advances in precision regenerative medicine can attack your pain and bring you lasting relief. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. College football is back. That's right, college football back, and so are the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino and Charlestown Races, all games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. All right, Steve and Zach back at you here. Todd says, I'm ready to see what the recruiting trail and coaching's done for this team. End of the last hour, you spoke about the record for this year. I pray this team proves me wrong. I only see maybe four guaranteed wins. Not trying to be negative, but if they go better than four wins, tell me where they come from. Can Florida's defense stop the run and the tight ends? Do you really think Rising's 100% so soon? No. I don't think there's any no. way he's 100%. He's not. Um, they got to cover the tight ends better. That was one of my uh, key matchups for this game. But uh, there are two things that make could make Florida fans feel better about that. I mentioned the transfers that they added. Well, two of them are at positions where Florida just got um, abused by, yeah. by Utah's tight end, and that was at linebacker and DB. Um, well, they added – they had a, multiple inside linebackers, but the one guy who probably won't start will, but will be the third guy off the bench is Manny Nunnery from Houston. He played safety at Houston, and he's Florida's best cover linebacker. So he is going to be – he's going to get assigned to him, and I, I think that he's he could make or should make a difference. He's going to have to. Um, for all the great things that Amari Bernie and Ventro Miller did, that was one thing that they couldn't do was cover. No, couldn't cover um, anybody. No or, or, or at least somebody of, of that yeah, caliber. pretty good. I mean, you know they, I mean? And those guys were good. They, but, he, but, he, yeah, he's a star tight end. So I think Manny Nunnery will help. And then at safety, you know, R.J. Moten 
Um, I think 434 coverage snaps at Michigan. He never gave up a touchdown. Um, where he was in coverage, according to Pro Football Focus. That's pretty good. That's so, really good. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I think that those two guys could make a difference in this matchup. Now, as far as the schedule goes, I mean, the four out of the gate, you're talking about the two non-conference against McNeese and Charlotte. They have to beat Vanderbilt at home. And then I think the fourth most likely win is is at Missouri. Um, but then after that, I mean, to me, yes, they could lose all the rest of the games, but they could win several of them. Yes. I mean, at South Carolina, they dominated the Gamecocks last year. And that was, and Anthony Richardson did not have a – I mean, he played well, but it wasn't like he went off that game. They dominated them on both sides of the ball. That's a game to me where I feel like for – I know this, the East is going away this year, but – for just supremacy and, and, and not letting some of the other teams in the division keep gaining on Florida, you got to win that game against South Carolina. And to me, you have to beat Kentucky. And, and that might be one – that might be the one where I feel like they can win that I feel least confident about Florida's chances. But if you lose three in a row to, to the Wildcats, people aren't going to be happy. No. Um, and then Tennessee, I mean, that's a game – Joe Milton, prove it. When he came to the swamp last time, he did not look good. Remember, he got benched, and then Hendon Hooker like took off from there. Um, but Florida has not lost at home to Tennessee, Tennessee since two thousand and three. Yep. Ron Zook was the coach. Um, so, I mean, some of those games right there, I feel. Look, I feel like as hard of a matchup as it is, you got to beat Arkansas at home simply because you decided to bring out the black jerseys and you're home. Yeah, and you're home. But you know, Steve, if they lose to Arkansas, because Billy wants to make this a yearly tradition, the black jerseys, salute to serve, donate the proceeds, which is great. But you cannot do it that first time and lose. Because when they brought out those swamp green uniforms against Texas A&M, they got burned yeah. that night. They, they, um, they should have been burned, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. yeah. So because there's – and again, this is a silly thing, but I just know how fans are how much pushback there's been for those black uniforms. You better win when you bring them out. Um, otherwise, people are not going to want to see them again. I agree. So Let's go back to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Jimmy, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, good. Jimmy. Good show, good show. <clears throat> a couple of things. I watched uh, Swamp Kings over the weekend. I liked it a lot. Uh, brought back some incredible memories. But at the same time, it sort of made me sad that uh, knowing that we'll probably never witness anything like that again, you know, with the NIL and Portal and all that kind of good stuff. That's that's really uh, not what I call for. I wanted to find out, and you guys may have already addressed it, but um, what time are the guys uh, flying out to Utah and when or when? What that, day? That's probably still to, still being determined. Uh, I think I mean, whatever. I would, I would hope they would. I'd hope they would get the hell out of there by. Uh, early tomorrow at the latest yeah the the plan was to leave on wednesday i believe and i i don't think that that will they'll stick to that plan yeah but uh anyway thanks for taking my call go gators and i hope we get a big one out there thank you Jim. Yeah, appreciate no, your call the one thing i will say about this swamp kings uh where, where he said you know it made me kind of sad because you won't see that again you are seeing it right now Georgia's doing exactly what Urban Meyer did. In well, fact, they, but they don't want to see that. Yeah, they won yeah. back to back. Yeah, so you can do it. Uh, it's harder to do it now in this day and age, 
than it was back then. And the way Urban did it, you can't get away with now. Nope. Guys will just quit. Um, but you can you can dominate the state of college football because one program is doing it right now. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, great. Great, great, great. Uh, this is what a question I, ha- I wanted to ask. So last year, I feel like we were getting beat by the tight ends from uh, Utah. Even though they had two really good tight ends, I feel like they were beating us because we had lots of linebackers um, in the game. We were playing three-down linebackers. So with that being said, and I think the reason that we were also were doing that is because our defensive line was not as good and we could not stop the run. So do you think that maybe this year we could probably go a little nickel? If, if Because I'm hearing that our defensive line, those transfers, are looking pretty good and we have pretty good size down there. Do you think that we might be able to put a, like another – a corner like Jaden Hill or something like that in the slot to neutralize one yes. of those tight ends? Absolutely. Uh, they need to get – I mean, Trevez Johnson was another guy that did not do well um, match in that matchup last year. So whether it's Jadarius Perkins or whether it's Jaden Hill, um, somebody at that star spot needs to be able to be more effective uh, and disruptive for sure. Okay. All right, well, that's what I was hoping because, I mean, those tight ends, they, they killed us last year. And that, if that happens this year, I don't think we even have a chance. Go Gators. All right, thank <laughs> you, Jay. Well, but they're going to be going up against two of the premier tight ends in the country. Yeah. One at Georgia, one at Utah. They will. And, and I will say last year, too, you know, uh, he's right. Uh, Utah, Tavion Thomas had over 100 yards rushing. He, you know, he had a game against the Gators. Um, and if they are, you know, more effective stopping the run – I think that opened some stuff up last year for the tight ends that, you know, uh, Florida's got to be – I mean, they were 100th nationally in rushing defense, so that has to improve. Bring Dick to the show. Hi, Dick. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, Zach. How you doing? Great show. Great. Hey, uh, hey, Zach, I went to the spring game. I live in St. Pete. I have season tickets, but I'm telling guys that work here, I said, I'm telling you, I'm not going to give a prediction, but I went to the spring game. We are infinitely more talented this year than we were last year. I said, our defensive front – we look bigger, fit quicker. We have more depth. The young guys are guys that are going to play a lot. I think our secondary, I think with Corey Raymond taking the whole secondary over, is going to be a big plus. I think offensively we're going to be obviously good with the running backs and the receivers. I said last year, and, and guys don't – here's what they give me. Dix, the guy was the fourth guy taken in the NFL draft. What do you mean? I said, guys, I'm telling you, I went to every game but one. I gave my son – my tickets for one game just about outside of the Utah game you probably will have taken everybody else's quarterback that played against Florida last year now Florida's guy outplayed Richardson okay I mean, I, Dick, he didn't play please make well. your point well I just think I think Graham Murch doesn't have to go out there and be an Anthony Richardson I think if he just goes out there and game manages I think we're going to get more than we need from him no okay. doubt that's I mean that's that's what the goal is, you know, um, he's not going to make the spectacular highlight 80 yard touchdown runs, but he needs to execute the offense and make, make plays when his numbers called. Do you think defensively we're going to be much better? Yes. Can't I mean, they, they, can, they can't get too much worse, but I, I, I really think Austin Armstrong is going to make a difference, man. There's a reason Saban, Saban hired him. There's a reason Billy had him hired before the Patrick Tony news even got out. I mean, yeah. um, 
I, I think that Billy is banking on this guy being what Kirby Smart was to Nick Saban. You know? All right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Nick. I appreciate right. your call. Okay. Yep. Got to get Tony real quickly. Hi, Tony. Hey, guys. Uh, real quick, man. Awful news coming out of Jacksonville with Ventral Miller. Yeah, man. Yep. the best, man. Awful break for him, dude. Um, hey, uh, Willingham just had his press conference. He would not clear Keithy or Riesling. Um, and he says that there's about six players that are questionable for uh, Thursday's mm. game as far as kickoff. So who knows if he's serious or not. He could be playing coy, but who knows. No, Zach, I don't get the sense he's being coy. No. Yeah. No? Okay. Zach, question real quick, man. Um, what's the win total that you want to see to feel pretty good about the recruiting class staying intact? And where is it that you start getting a little nervous? They need what a win. win in my opinion, in my opinion, they need to win seven games and beat Tennessee. That's the that's okay. the to me that is the, you know, you have to reach that bar because if you win seven, and again, I'm talking about regular season. Um, obviously, Correct. if they can win the bowl game, then they could get eight. But if you win at least seven, then you improve your win loss record from the last two years, um, and and you also finish better than people are projecting. People are projecting them to win five to six games. So if they win seven, um, they already exceed expectations. But more importantly to me is the Tennessee game. They did not beat any rivals last season. They cannot do that again this year. And I don't think that they're going to beat Georgia. I don't think that they're going to win at LSU. And I think that they have a better chance of beating Tennessee at home than Florida State at home. So to me – you got to find a way to beat Tennessee, and there's a 20-year streak on the line. Um, yeah. So, t- to me, if they do those two things, uh, recruiting will continue to build momentum, and fans, I think, will be happy. Okay. Okay, cool. Thank Fair you, Tony. Enough. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you, man. Okay, before we go to the break, um, I'm going to bring in Megan Borowski here uh, from our UF Weather Center, uh, and she has been so kind. Megan, if you listen to uh, Sports Scene regularly – Megan comes on, and we have a good time talking about the game day forecast. Well, she's going to update you on the latest information about this storm. Megan, you know, sometimes it just seems like week one, week two of the Gator football season, we're always talking about something like this. But I know. What's, what's the latest here as far as our area is concerned? Okay. Um, so, you know, the situation is continuously unfolding and, and developing here. But uh, right now we have a, a tropical storm that will likely become a hurricane, um, I would say, over the next 6 to, to 12 hours. Right now it's still near the Yucatan. It's off the western coast of Cuba. But we're looking at um, really tomorrow into Wednesday morning is when this thing is going to track northward through the Gulf of Mexico. And right now it looks like landfall will likely occur sometime Wednesday morning along the nature coast. And so folks anywhere from Cedar Key, Homosassa Springs, and then northwestward towards St. Mark's, uh, you know, right in our area along the nature coast, that is right now where the forecast is taking um, the center of this storm coming ashore. So there are alerts in effect, hurricane warnings in effect for counties right along the nature coast, farther inland and east, uh, hurricane watches in effect for Alachua, Marion counties, and tropical storm watches uh, and, and warnings in effect farther eastward. So uh, the worst of the winds, again, expected closer to the core of the storm, um, and that will be right along the nature coast. But, you know, it's there's a myriad of, of hazards from this, right? So as the the storm approaches, we get those outer bands wrapping onto the Florida Peninsula. We'll have a risk for uh, tornado spin-ups across the peninsula as early as uh, 
really tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night into Wednesday. Heavy rainfall uh, could cause flash flooding. It, it causes the ground to become saturated, and then we get those uh, really strong winds coming ashore, and that could down trees and power lines. So a multitude of potential issues really anywhere from tomorrow afternoon and throughout the day on Wednesday. Megan, if, and this is you know an estimate, we all know that, but let's assume the storm continues on the track that you're projecting here for mm-hmm. Alachua County, you know, for the areas inland, what are we looking at as far as winds uh, and, and potential rainfall? Okay, so the the winds, worst of it again, right along the coastline, but we could get tropical storm or low-end hurricane force uh, winds in Alachua County, and then as this tracks northeastward to to the Jacksonville area. Um, we are expecting it to weaken as it moves inland, but right now the official forecast from the National Hurricane Center is that it will likely be a major hurricane, a Category 3 hurricane, um, at landfall on Wednesday. So just to put that into perspective, that winds anywhere from 110 to about 129 miles an hour at Cat 3. So that's right along the nature coast. Farther inland, Thankfully, will be removed from the center. It should weaken a little bit, so I'm not expecting winds to be that strong. But, I mean, they could be Cat 1, Cat 2 level gusts at some some points in time um, on on Wednesday. As far as rainfall goes, um, you know, there is a decent risk for flash flooding. Anywhere from Live Oak, Lake City, and then southward toward uh, Cross City and really along the coast of uh, Levy County, the official forecast right now is 6 to 10 inches. Along the I-75 corridor um, and, and immediately west of the I-75 corridor, 4 to 6 inches. And, you know, yes, we need the rain. It has been dry over the past couple of weeks. But when all of that falls at one time, yeah. um, it's going to lead to problems. Uh, we do have a, a very uh, elevated risk for flash flooding, anywhere from Jacksonville all the way southwest to, to Cross City and Cedar Key. Ooh, okay. Well, um, I, I know uh, this is uh, a time when you shine, and you've always shined for us, Megan. So thank you for giving us the latest on it. this, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to track this, and let's stay in touch. Yep, anytime, Steve. And just keep in mind, everybody, that the forecast is going to change. The center of this storm is still down by the Yucatan, still west of, of, of Cuba. So things are going to change in terms of where we're expecting the worst of it. So, so don't anchor yourself to this forecast. Um, if you're not, you know, in the worst of the forecast right now, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, your, your risk is lower. Just stay tuned to the forecast and things are going to change and we're doing the best to communicate all of that to you. Sure. Are. Always appreciate you, Megan. Thank you. you. Got it, Steve. Yep. Megan Borowski from our UF Weather Center does great work. 133 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Attention people with Medicare and anyone turning 65. Are you enrolled in the best Medicare plan available? The average Medicare beneficiary has a choice of 54 Medicare plans, 766 Medicare Part D prescription drug plans, and a record 3,834 Medicare Advantage plans. How do you know you have the right plan? Simple. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. The service is free. You may find a plan with a $0 monthly premium, $0 
$0 co-pays and $0 deductible. Don't gamble. Speak to a licensed agent to find out which plan is right for you. Call 800-571-7025. That's 800-571-7025. 800-571-7025. And let Best MedCare do the work for you. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. And now, try Babbel free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Increasing rain chances as we head into your Monday afternoon, but it's mostly just going to be hot and steamy in the 90s. Now on Tuesday, we'll be watching a tropical system in the Gulf, which will likely increase chances for heavy rain and lots of wind heading into Wednesday. So please plan ahead. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. If you had to bet on Shohei Otani's pitching future, dot, dot. would you short that stock or bet on that stock? I would short that stock. I would. Yeah. If he has to have another uh, Tommy John-like surgery, then I think there's a chance he doesn't pitch again. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Scott Strickland, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Recently had a chance to talk to Gator football coach Billy Napier after, uh, or right before leaving to go play Utah. Uh, you're going to hear that interview now, and you can also see the interview tonight uh, on TV 20 at 6 and 11, and then I believe at 6 o'clock on Tuesday uh, based upon you know what the weather situation is going to be. So here is uh, a conversation I had with Gator football coach Billy Napier. Inter football now just around the corner. Game one at Utah. Here to talk about it, the Gator head coach, Billy Napier. Billy, thanks for doing this. Um, first, I want to ask from camp and what you went through in camp, where do you think your football team improved the most from the start of camp to the end? Well, I think this group has come together. I think we've benefited from being around each other, working closely together, offense, defense, and special teams. I think just the precision of the football. You know, I think the coaches have done a terrific job. The detail of each position group. I think fundamentally, uh, we're 
lot farther along. And then I think just overall the synchronization of the players. Um, it's been high-level football. It's been a lot of fun to go to practice and uh, had a great day yesterday. Uh, so we begin that preparation and I'm really pleased so far. You know, you're going to have to play some young players. That sometimes is a good or a bad thing. But do you like your young players? And they're going to have to play somewhat here for your football team. Yeah, we've got good young talent in the two deep. Um, we also benefit from a core group of veterans and a, and a group of portal players that have brought a lot to our team. Uh, but there's no doubt uh, we're going to have freshmen out there running around contributing to the Gators. And it's exciting uh, because we're going to get a chance to see that group, group grow up. Uh, man, they've improved a lot. I know we've talked about this in the past, but 95% of our team has been here since January. Uh, we do significant work all throughout the offseason. So they are rookies, uh, but I do think they're a little bit more advanced than usual. You know, everybody talks about buy-in. Every coach talks about that. Teams talk about that. And it comes to be sort of a buzz thing, but that's an important part of a football team, is it not? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, and I think as a coach, typically you've got a pretty good pulse on your team. Uh, and this team feels like our teams from the past at Louisiana to some degree. You know, they get along with each other. Uh, they work hard. Uh, we don't want, we haven't had a ton of resistance. You know, for the most part, this group is accountable, uh, not just to our, myself or our staff, but to each other. I think there's a big piece of the puzzle there. So uh, it's a fun group to be around. I'm excited to watch them play. Rightly or wrongly, the quarterback gets talked about an awful lot. Where has Graham Mertz improved the most, in your view, since being here? Well, I think he's um, took ownership of his past. You know, I think a lot of the things that he, he went through at Wisconsin, you know, good and bad, he's benefited. And I think he showed up here kind of with a new lease on life. Uh, I've seen him emerge and grow as a leader, as a communicator. Obviously, his knowledge and comprehension of our system. Uh, but I, I think fundamentally, he's, he's taking a step forward. And right now, uh, he's practicing and playing at a really high level. Uh, people talk about adjustments players make year to year. How about Billy Napier, year one yeah. to year two? What about that? Yeah, no, I feel much more um, you know, focused relative to the specific things that I'm responsible for. You know, we spend the first year correcting a lot of issues, coming up with solutions for problems, establishing processes and systems relative to how we work. You know, we've taught the staff, we've taught the players. I think everyone understands the expectation. Now, you know, we're refining those things. And um, I feel a lot more conf confident in uh, my role on the team. Let's talk X's and O's. You see Utah, you played them here last year. What do you see with this year's group? Well, this, this has a, been a very consistent program, you know, and I've got a ton of respect for the head coach. Coach Whittingham has been fantastic, really a role model to some degree, uh, starting up at Louisiana. The way his teams play, uh, they have an identity uh, in how they play offense and defense and in the kicking game. It's complementary. Uh, so they're very systematic in their approach, and they understand the fundamentals they need to teach. Um, and, they, and again, they're two-time Pac-12 champs for a reason, and uh, we got to go play at their place. This is a place they've only lost twice since 2018, so um, we got our hands full here. This is a very formidable opponent. Not many people talk special teams, but that's you know one third of football. You have some veteran guys, 
where do you where you see your your special teams in, in your plan here? Well, we've got really good specialist play. Um, three of which last year was their first significant significant year. So, you know, and even Jeremy to some degree, right? Uh, so, I think that group is is more experienced, and I think they're more comfortable headed into this season. Uh, and they've been dynamite in training camp. So, I think we've got returners that are capable. Um, and we've got good team speed. I think we've got the makeup of a team that should be really good on special teams. Last two things. On the offensive line, you've got some dudes there now. You had some guys come in in the portal. Um, a lot of coaches talk about being, you know, eight, nine deep, whatever that is. Is there a number there that you like where you could say, I'd love to be, you know, eight, nine, whatever number deep? Well, I think we, we always want to have the third tackle established, you know, and I think we do have that with Lindell Hudson. Um, he's been fantastic since getting back. Uh, and then inside, you know, you always have to have uh, depth there, right? Who's the third best guard? Who's the backup center? Um, I think we got a lot of really good quality inside players. We've established who the third tackle is. Um, I like what I see from that group. You know, it's always been a strength of ours that that group plays really well. Um, and, I, and I expect that from this group this year. Watched Austin Armstrong in practice, high energy dude. Um, you know, he's here as the coordinator now. Defensively, what do you see with him? What do you like about what he's doing? And what do you like about your defense? Well, I think we're in year two, right, with everybody involved. That's players, and that's all of his assistant coaches in the second tier of staff, right? So you think about last year, Patrick Tony and CJ Wilford were the only two people on defense that had been with us in the past. So I think we're benefiting from Austin's leadership, but he also has the cliff notes from last year, right? He knows what needs to be done. Uh, we've reorganized the staff. We've added a lot of really good pieces to work with. Um, and I'm excited about that group. You know, we go against them obviously every day in practice. So I think we've got some unique players inside. There's some height and length. I love the, the young edge players. We brought some attitude to the inside linebacker room. Um, get Devin Moore back, you know, a couple of these freshman corners. Um, and then the safety room is going to have some young guys playing, but Moten brings some experience to the table. So um, that group's got a good attitude, and um, I would expect the Gator defense to be much improved. Excited to play? No <laughs> doubt. No <laughs> doubt. It's been too long. Yeah. All right. Our conversation with Gator football coach Billy Napier. Billy, thank you. Always appreciate it. Thank you. All right, there is Gator football coach Billy Napier. You can see that interview tonight at 6 and 11 uh, on TV20. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Zach and I back for a final segment. Still time to give us a call and talk a little Gator football as Zach's going to head out to Salt Lake. That'll mm. be fun. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Just a little bit ago, former Gator tennis star Ben Shelton won his first round matchup in the U.S. Open. He will take on Austrian Dominic Team in the second round. Florida Volleyball is off to a hot start this season. They defeated number 8 Penn State and South Florida over the weekend. And the Gators will be back tomorrow night with a match away against Stanford. Gator soccer has also been off to a great start, opening their season unbeaten. Yesterday, the Gators had a blowout 8-0 win over Stetson. Gator football finally returns on Thursday night. The Gators travel to Salt Lake City to take on the Utah Utes. All eyes are on quarterback Graham Mertz in his debut as a Gator, 
and questions remain about Utah quarterback Cam Rising's injury status. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Oh yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of AC. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And of course, AC isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Back to school means back to early bedtimes. But I'm not tired. Fortunately, there's Pure Z's Kids, mindfully formulated to help your child fall asleep naturally when needed. Pure Z's Kids products are non-habit-forming, drug-free, and available in liquid, chewable tablets and gummies. Give them the rest to be their best. Bye, Mom! Pure Z's Kids, for ages four and up. Explore all Pure Z's Kids products at zquill.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And online at WRUF.com. You know what's ironic about this song? He says it was the 3rd of September, the day I'll always remember, the day my daddy died. That is the day his daddy died. Mm. Lead singer Temptations for that song it was weird. And when Barrett Strong wrote that, I don't know if he knew it or didn't know it, but it was really ironic that that was the case. No kidding. Yeah. All right. That little tidbit of information. <laughs> Welcome back. Our final segment here with Zach. Uh, yeah, give us a call, 392-8255, and I want to thank you, Zach, for being here. I appreciate you uh, doing that before you go. Kevin says, who do you all think are the individual leaders on the team? Uh, offense, um, Graham Mertz, Trevor Etienne, Kingsley Iguakin, uh Ricky Pearsall uh, on offense, and then defensively, um, Taraja Mitchell and Derek Wingo for sure. Um, I think uh, on the defensive line, you know, Justice Boone. Justice Boone was, you know, is funny or not funny. It's unfortunate, um, very unfortunate. And I've mentioned this before, Steve, but I had asked somebody in the program or somebody in the program told me that if before fall camp you could have named two guys that to, that would have suffered season-ending injuries that would have crushed the team. On both sides of the ball, the the one the two guys that they would have picked the most would have been Cam Carroll and Justice Boone. That's how much those guys were loved. So I put Cam Carroll in that um, category as well. He was the leader of the running back room, according to Montrell and Trevor. They both looked up to him as um, for advice and stuff. So, but those are the guys that I think Cam Jackson too. Um, 
he, he's he's a little bit fun fun energy type of leader. Um, but those are the guys for sure that kind of set the tone on both sides. Really impressed with Mitchell. Yes, really impressed. Taraja Mitchell. I mean, he, um, you know, t- to come over from Ohio State where he was a team captain and and some of the games that he played in the moments. I mean, he got injured basically and kind of just got passed over on the depth chart. Um, but he's someone that I mean, to lose somebody like Ventro Miller and Amari Bernie from a leadership aspect and a veteran aspect. That was a void that needed to be filled, and he filled it. Go back to our Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Bob, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Two-part question. One, um, our flight out there, is that a charter, and does it go out of Gainesville? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not sure on that. Um, In the past, most of the flights are charters, and most of them go out of Gainesville, but I don't know that this this particular one is. Right. My question was, I'm thinking, why don't we just go out there early and get it done, which is question number one, um, which I think waiting till Wednesday seems to be kind of late. And um, the other point is, don't you feel that Graham Mertz is kind of a perfect fit for Billy? He feels that way. You know, Bill, I mean, Billy yeah. would not have – he evaluated 24 quarterbacks, according to him. And Graham Mertz was the guy that they landed on. Um, well, the only reason I mentioned that, I, I, I'm a Gator. I, I watched Spurrier days. And back in the day when Werfel was having a hard time under center for against FSU's pass rush for the 96 championship team, he put him in a shotgun, which gave him more time to throw. And I think for Mertz, it's the same thing. He won't be mm. under center. He's going to be in a shotgun. Yep. He'll have more time. Not only that, he's going to be in the shotgun. He's going to have so he's going to basically have an RPO option on every single play. I mean, he he, he didn't have that uh, before, so um, it, it it makes a difference for sure. I, Steve, do you know how many how many can fit on the two UAA? Can they fit the team? That I don't know. Or they could they could they they purchase a charter that's big enough. Yeah, but. That's way past my pay grade. I tell you what, they've made the they've made the flight uh, the UAA has from Gainesville to Salt Lake City before to go pick up Urban. That's true. <laughs> it's a little smaller well, plane, but yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. I got a little I got a little nervous after the girl was down with the weather report. I'm going get out of Gainesville. Well, I mean, they, I'm I'm sure if you and I are talking about this and. We're talking about this. They're aware of this, too. Yeah, So they were supposed to have practice, and then uh, Billy was supposed to speak after practice today. We've not been told that's changed, so one would assume they would do that. And then I think maybe monitor. You know, maybe they've got something on standby where, you know, they're looking at this, and we can get on the plane if we have to and yeah. go. And maybe that's something he'll address tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions. I, I do know that his – for what it's worth, it got moved up from six or from six thirty to six. So, but I'm with you, man. I they're gonna get out of here. I mean, it's it's just a matter of when and how. All yeah, right. I'm knowing if it's a charter, I'm just I don't care if they leave at two in the morning. Get out of Gainesville. All right, we'll see, Bob. Thank you for your call, uh, Renard. Hello, Steve. As long as they get there, I guess five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time. Thursday night, it'll be fine. I, hey, I want to talk about some personnel things, Steve. I, I hate that Justice Boone got hurt, but I think 
Tariq Sapp is in the position he should be in. I don't think you can have a 271-pound guy playing defensive title in the SEC. Now he's at strong side defensive end, and I think he's going to excel at that position this year. Steve, I also think that Goodwin having to go back to Georgia, to Kentucky, because of his mother illness, I think that I hurt because I think he really had an opportunity to really – uh, be a, a, a tremendous football player for Florida. Yep. What is going to go on at this tight end position? Uh, Steve Dante Zanders, uh, Boardingham. We got by Tony. We got by twelve. Uh, can we get two or three to be productive, Steve? Those two you just mentioned. Last. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, they they need. You know, you get Jonathan Odom coming back too from knee injury. He's going to factor in. That you know. Boardingham's the he's the breakout player. He's the one that got all the hype. Billy made sure to mention that Hayden Hansen and uh, Tony Livingston both took leaps in fall camp as well. I mean, Tony Livingston is the most impressive athlete at that position. Uh, he's the best basketball player on the team. I mean, he was a stud uh, coming out of high school in Tampa, two, a two-sport athlete. So, I mean, the guy can jump out of the gym. Um, you know, he's got to bulk up and learn how to play the position some. But this is a guy who... Uh, was originally recruited by Ford as an offensive lineman, so you know he can block. Um, he he is an intriguing prospect. I, I think, honestly, I think that Boardingham and Livingston are the future of the position. Let me ask you this last question. You, I know you've seen them preseason. We you talked about almost everybody. What has Jacoby Jackson? I mean, his measurements look good. What six foot five, eleven, two hundred plus pound? What has he shown during the preseason camp? that you've seen at the running back position for Florida. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, just asking about him, it, it sounds like he's just kind of been behind some of the other guys and and not necessarily um, a knock on him. It's just how far along those other guys are. Trayon Webb was here early, as an early enrollee. He got to go through all the spring ball. He got to go through the entire offseason. And, I, you know, I was told Jackson is still maybe trying to get to the shape that they want him in. He's still getting acclimated to the SEC coming over from JUCO. Um, he probably is going to have more of a chance, though, to play this year because of Cam Carroll's injury. I, I'm not sure how much of a role he would have had prior to that. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned his size. I mean, he he should be able to be a short yardage option at the very least for Florida um, to get, to pick up some tough yards. So so, uh, so right now, Zay, uh Trayon Webb is definitely the, 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 the clear number three option for sure. at running back. Definitely. Absolutely. Say, and let me ask you this question. Cam Carroll, is there a pos- – I don't know. I mean, he, he's about 20 – he's about 32 years he old. Can't, he can't no. come he's – got, he's got a chance to come back and, you know, get a medical hardship if, if that's the route he goes, you know, chooses to take. All right, Renard, I've got to take one more call. Thank you, sir. Um, actually, it's an email, should I say. Hammer says, we've heard a lot about our quarterback, Merch, and his background. Who's the number two? <laughs> What's his background? Uh, well – uh, St- you know, Steve. I, I alluded to this in a st- in a story last week, but Steve Spurrier uh, came out and said it in an interview with Chris Will. Shout out to Chris. Uh, right now, I think the first guy off the bench after Graham Hall, or excuse me, uh, Graham Mertz would be Michael Leon, and uh, that is the graduate transfer student, preferred walk on from UConn. He also uh, was at NC State. Um, 
you know, from Boca Raton. He led his team to a 3A state championship game as a junior. And according to Napier, when he's gotten opportunities in practice and scrimmages, he's taking the ball right up and down the field. Um, and Spurrier said the same thing. When Spurrier likes a quarterback, people listen. Yeah. Um, so I think Jack Miller, because of the time that he's missed, and Max Brown, because of his inexperience, uh, probably opens the door for Leon to be number two right now. Yeah, throws a good ball. Bob, my friend Bob, made a good point as we end. He says it's not easy to leave early. Hotel rooms, you know, practice facility changing when you get oh, there, yeah. when the rooms are available. They might lose a practice or have to figure out how to get one in out there, yeah. uh, which is the logistics that they're probably working out right now. Yep. Appreciate you being here, bud. Yeah, it was fun, man. Thanks, uh, I, I was glad I got to uh, feel better about my flight tomorrow morning <laughs> thanks to your weather update. <laughs> thanks know. to Megan. If nothing else, yeah. see, <laughs> more positive yes. attitude. Daniel, thanks for producing. We thank all of you for listening. Back and do this tomorrow at noon, and we'll keep you updated on the weather as well. I'm Steve Russell. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studio.